Hello everyone, my name is Naomi Williams and welcome to Dawning Diabetes Podcast where we talk about type 1 diabetes, other autoimmune disorders, and healthy living. Hey everyone, so today we have Sam, a social media influencer, talking about her T1D story and dog training business. She also talks about her diabetic alert dog, Hori, who is so cute by the way. And I have an update y'all. So yesterday I finally walked for my college graduation and I graduated with my bachelor's in journalism and my music minor in 2020, but couldn't walk because of COVID. But finally, I get to complete my college graduation and I just feel great, you know, that I achieved, um, you know, so much in 2020 with everything going on. And I just want y'all to know that you can achieve anything, whether you have type one diabetes or not. And even though I share health information and spread awareness, I don't allow my T1D to define who I am and you shouldn't either. So congrats to all the 2020 graduates finally walking and the 2021 graduates. We did it, you guys. We got through our senior years through the pandemic. We are getting through it now and also Congrats to all the other college students who are completing their semesters. Um, So yes, congrats to everybody. Um, And I hope everyone just has a great future. Please do not take any information or stories shared on this podcast as medical advice. Please consult with your doctor or medical professional before changing your health plan. So this is Sam, um, Samantha, um, stalking. She is um, the business owner of a diabetes alert training business, and she's a type one diabetic herself. And so she's going to talk about her business today and also share her T1D story as well. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've never been part of a podcast before. Oh, <laughs> it's really fun. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome to the podcasting world. Yes. So, first question is: When were you diagnosed with type one diabetes? Um, I was diagnosed when I was four years old. So I was uh, just turned four, more or less, and. Um, We were on vacation on the East Coast. We have a big family house there. And I was, you know, really thirsty all the time, going to the bathroom all the time. And my mom thought maybe I just had a bladder infection. And my aunt is actually a nurse. And she was like, I think you guys should fly home to California right now. And I think she has type 1 diabetes. And so we flew home, went to the hospital, and that was was it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, definitely had the same symptoms, but I lost a whole lot of weight. And that's when my parents are like, "Okay, this is we got to take you to the hospital. We don't know why you lose so much weight. (laughs) Um, What's going on with you? (laughs) What's going on? I kept drinking so much water, too. And like I would come back from playing outside with the neighborhood kids and I would drink like three cups, four cups of water. My mom was like, that's not right. That's (laughs) Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, so how long have you had type 1 diabetes um, so far now? So far, it's been 24 years. Then the summer, it will be, I guess, 25 years. Wow. <laughs> so pretty much my whole life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So when did you start realizing that you needed a diabetic alert dog like Corey? Um, yeah. So Corey <laughs> came into my life. Um, well, as when I went to college, um, I let's say I lost a little bit of control of my diabetes. <laughs> I just like learning to be on your own and, you know, you're out partying a lot and all of that and figuring out, um, how to live, <laughs> uh, without the help of my parents with diabetes. Um, I mean, I was always very independent, but I think I, I got way off track for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I guess that just sort of started my more of my challenges with diabetes. And um, uh, I guess two, two, three years ago, um, I was here with my boyfriend and um, I don't hear my CGM go off at night. I have a Libre and, you know, it beeps, uh, but I don't hear it because <laughs> I sleep pretty soundly. And so does he. And there were several nights where he leaves really early for work in the morning at like four in the morning. So he always says goodbye and he couldn't wake me up almost. And like he had to shake me awake and, you know, rub like sugar inside my mouth and like wow. force me to drink juice. Um, and it was just, you know, that happened three times. And like, that was enough for it to be like, okay, this is really scary. Um, what can we do? So I talked to my doctor here in Germany, like, do you have diabetic alert dogs? Do what, how does it work? He's like, well, um, you can get in touch with her. And he wrote me actually a note saying like, he really recommends that I get a diabetic alert dog. And yeah, I got in touch with the trainer and we just kind of went from there. <laughs> wow. No, that, that is interesting. So do so did your endo diagnose you with like diabetes unawareness it's like for me it's just lows like I don't feel my lows really anymore either I think just because I had so many years of really like uncontrollable diabetes that it just it messed with my whole whole body and like now I don't feel it when I go low until I'm like you know 10 and like uh like shaking so yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely understand. Diabetes unawareness is like a syndrome that like type 1 diabetics can get. And so um, where like people are unaware that their sugar is low or high. And so okay. um, sometimes people who are in control um, and or out of control, they can't tell when their blood sugars are dropping low or going high. And so um, that's something that I read up on and beyond type one, they were talking about that. So that's why I asked that question. Yeah, yeah I didn't know there was a word for it, actually. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. And there's research behind it. And that's why, um, because I've met um, type one diabetics in my life who have diabetic alert dogs, too, because they have this. And so, but yeah, so that's amazing that you, you noticed you noticed it and then you went to your endo and you're like, okay, what can I do? What can I like figure out? How long did it take you to train your dog, Corey? So he will know how to detect your lows and does he know how to detect highs too? 
Yeah, so our program um, takes about one and a half to two years, and we're almost at the two-year mark. Um, just also because of COVID, like everything has taken a lot longer because we can't meet with our trainer as often and everything. Um, but I would say, like, he was super fast with learning it. Like, he's a lab, so he's super food motivated, <laughs> and he's really smart. So, like, getting him to recognize the low um, didn't take, I would say, maybe like like four months of training for him to really just be able to identify it on his own. And then, like, he does recognize highs too, and he does recognize like a stable blood sugar. So if I like anytime I can say check and then he can he'll come over to me and he'll like he'll show me if it's high, if it's stable or if it's low. So um yeah, we're hoping that we finish our official certification this summer, but we'll see how it works with COVID still in Germany here. It's all a little bit crazy right, <laughs> right now. Good. But yeah, it takes about two years. Okay, mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. So how is the pandemic there right now? I know in the United States, it's getting better. And every day there's like a new, like people are getting more vaccinated people. So is it the same way in Germany? Or is it different? Or um, it's a bit <laughs> of a mess here right now. Um, not everyone is able to be vaccinated yet, which is part of the problem. And um just not enough people are getting vaccinated. So we're really like, we're actually on lockdown again here where I live, but other certain regions are opening up again and it's different from region to region. So it's just kind of a huge mess because you never know from day to day, okay, is this open? Is this closed? Like, what are we doing here? And <laughs> the whole government is kind of like in a, in a twist and everyone here is also getting really frustrated because we were partially open and then we closed and then we open now we're closed again. So yeah, it's just it's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh man, I bet. Oh wow, so y'all yeah. have many lockdowns. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's so yeah, yeah. in the United States because we like had one lockdown and then we never had a lockdown again. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. totally different. Um, but right. okay, yeah, I hope things like continue to get better, like in Germany and just different parts of the world right now, um, with with the pandemic. Um, so how do you run your diabetic dog training business? I know, um, with COVID you had to change, um, to online. So what has that been like changing to online service? Well, I've actually only ever been online since, um, part of the, the good side of lockdown is I had a lot of time to start this business. Um, <clears throat> because I did my dog training certif certification <laughs> online. Um, and then I was able to open my business, but it has only been online for now. Um, I'm hoping we're hopefully moving to the States in the next year or so. So we're really hoping that we can do in-person training when, when we're at, whenever we're back. <laughs> right. um, but for now it's been on, it's actually, it's been working pretty well. I have um, three clients and soon to be fourth once they get their puppy. And you know, it's a little tricky sometimes always with technology and flags and whatnot, but um, I'm always open for them for questions or like if we need a quick chat here and there. And we usually meet about depending on the client two to four times a month just to check in. And I always give like more, more homework, I guess you call it for them to do with their dog. Mm -hmm. And um, they're, they're all making really great progress. So 
it's been, it's been fun, but I just, I'm looking forward to like meeting people in person. You know, it's a different connection that you also see with them and their dogs. So hopefully that'll be happening on the sooner side. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely understand. And that's so cool that your business is online. So you're able to help people. Um, So have you helped people from all over the world train their diabetic dogs or um, have you had more clients in Germany or? Um, I've had no German clients. <laughs> so my, uh, I have, yeah, I have three clients who are in the States and one is in Canada. Oh. But yeah, I'm hoping that it, it gets more widespread because I would like, I can also keep doing it online for anyone who really wants that. I'm like, I'm, I want to help people everywhere and I want to help as many people as I can because diabetic alert dogs are so amazing. I know a lot of research doesn't fully back them up, but I'm like, once you see what they can do, yes. those researchers need to shut up because it's not <laughs> true. Like they're amazing. Right. I see it every day. It's amazing. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I think and I think $20,000 to get a dog from an organization is just absurd. Like, that's just, that's absurd. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like, that's crazy to me. You should not have to pay that much for something that can save your life. Like, yes. And that's so yeah. true. It's like 10000 to $30,000 just to get a diabetic dog. Cause I was looking at it, um, like just, just to research and see if that's something I would want to get one day, like a do have a diabetic dog. Um, and so, yeah, they're expensive, but you're right. Um, and that's so true. Diabetic alert dogs are very, um, they make sure, you know, Hey, your body is not doing right. Check it. You know, and I have seen them save, um, my diabetic friends I've met in the past, their lives, um, in high school and college. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, they do save your life. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so you are from Germany. I mean, not from Germany, you're from the United States, but you moved to Germany. And so um, you, so have you traveled to other countries? Um, and what was that experience like, you know, traveling to different countries and managing your type one diabetes? Oh yeah, um, well, I've been traveling <laughs> um, my whole life, I guess, cause my grandparents are here in Germany. So we would always come to Europe in the summer to visit them as a kid. And um, we traveled around Europe a lot when I was a kid. And that was more my parents, like taking care of the diabetes stuff. And I remember one time we were in Ireland and (laughs) my parents forgot the insulin at a hotel we were staying at. And we had to drive like all the way back, (laughs) like three hours to go get the insulin. Um, But like myself personally, yeah, I, yeah. a fun story my mom always likes to tell that one um but I personally like yeah I travel with it it's 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 kind of a pain because you know you have to make sure you have extra supplies in case you know something breaks even if you go somewhere just for like a day you have to be like all right do I have an extra you know a syringe if my pump breaks or like Lantus if my pump breaks or what if my meter breaks out do I have extra strips do I even have like a pokey thing whatever a lancet <laughs> like I don't know it's yeah. really stressful and then like traveling for sure for longer periods and taking insulin with you and then going on the airplane and making sure it's cold and then some people 
are really nice at like the security and some people really give you a hard time and are like, well, what is this? Why do you need an ice pack? And like, what is this liquid? And bleh. So it's definitely stressful. I think <laughs> traveling with diabetes, also the travel itself on your body is stressful for normal people. And then like for us, it can, you know, change <laughs> a lot more like jet lag and stress and all of that. It's like, it's a whole different experience as a diabetic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet so. Um, so do you want to like tell us that story that your mom tells about like the time you had to go two, three hours to get your insulin? Do you want to like kind of tell us that story? Sure. So we were, gosh, how old was I? I was probably like 13 or 14, I guess. And we were in Ireland um, with some family friends and we had stayed in one, I don't remember where, but we were in one city in like a in a in a hotel, and then we were driving basically all like three or four hours back to Dublin. Wow. And halfway there, it was like two hours into this drive, my mom just like she turns around and looks at me and goes, "We forgot the insulin." Oh <laughs> and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> and my dad's like, <gasps> "No, like movie, like spin the car around." Right? <laughs> like, we're going. yeah and there's you know I I could deal with it but my brother was a bit younger than I was at the time so he was already sick of being in the car you know and it was just like a very very the insulin was still there the hotel hadn't thrown it out or anything they like figured out this is medication they'll probably be back for it and it was there so everything was fine yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that's lucky that they didn't throw it away they didn't like took it yeah. to another place they said okay let's just keep this here that was really nice right. of people to be like okay let's yeah. keep this look this yeah. is serious yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so funny like that's scary because like I've left my insulin at home I had to drive back to and oh yeah it's so scary but that's good that it worked out um but that's a great tip. Um, when you go to another, like other countries, have to make sure like you have insulin, you have extra supplies, um, and different things like that. Um, and so, have you ever been to a country where it was hard for you to like maybe like buy more insulin, or if you had to? Um, I didn't ever have to do that. I mean, I I I studied abroad um, in Chile. Uh, in college and so what I did there was um I brought like all of my insulin for the six months and like all of my supplies with me so it was like a really big hassle you know with insurance and everything being like look I'm going to be out of the country I'm going somewhere where you know I don't speak the language that well like I don't know how I'm going to get my medicine and all of that how it works with insurance on a student visa I have no idea so it was like a whole lot of planning yeah. and like, because I had, you know, like six months of insulin, like, okay, I have to keep this cold. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but um, it worked out in the end. I think, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember ever like not being able to get insulin, but I think I've always been so overprepared that I, that hasn't happened to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's good to be overprepared. And the fact that you went to Chile, you study abroad, that's amazing. Like, um, so did you ever like hike the mountains of Chile? And, um, you know, what was that experience like? 
Um, it was definitely one of the best times of my life. Like I, one of my goals in life is to go back and visit. Like it was just such a wonderful place for me. Like, I don't know, the people were so lovely and we traveled a lot. We were like a little exchange student group and we did all these traveling. Like I went to Easter Island where no one ever goes, you know, wow. <laughs> which is just like the coolest, the coolest trip I've ever been on. Like seeing those huge Moai statues and just like, wow. I mean, I don't know. I had such a, such an amazing time there. Like <laughs> if you can travel, do it. It's, it's definitely like the best thing is to see the world. It's not just your little bubble of where you are. You know, it's the world is a big place and it's so cool to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Wow. Yes. I, I plan to travel one day. Um, so yeah, that is so cool. And so um, my next, my last question is, um, did you have to like show when you were traveling to different countries, you have to show like at the airport, like the TSA or different people that you were type one diabetic? Like, What was that um, experience like for people who, you know, want to travel to another country, but they don't know how to like show that documentation or what to bring and different things like that? Yeah, um, definitely before you go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have it even now. I've never actually had to use it, but I had my doctor and I have them write pretty much every time before I go abroad. They write me like a letter saying like this person, you know, Samantha Stogging has type one diabetes. She has an insulin pump and she has a, a continuous glucose monitor. These supplies need to be with her at all times. Um and basically saying, you know, sort of like what your treatment is. And then that way, if anyone questions you at security or at TSA, you can say, look, here is my doctor's note. Like they have to sign it and like put an official stamp or something on there. Oh. But I definitely recommend that. And I recommend, especially if you're going abroad, bringing like a copy of your prescriptions with you, like a picture or something of the prescription. That way, if you do get stuck, you can go to a pharmacy and say, hey, look, this is my prescription. Do you have this? I need it right now. Right. Because that's where a lot of times, like, if you don't speak the language and you go somewhere <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I need this. How do I get help? Um, the pharmacy can usually help you out if you have a picture of your prescription. Wow. Okay, well, that's good to know because a lot of type yeah. diabetics, they want to travel, they want to, but they just want to figure out, okay, how do I do that? So that's good to know. Okay, well, yeah. that's it. Those are all my questions. Anything you want to add or anything um, you want to just say to type 1 diabetics, diabetics everywhere? Um, well, diabetics everywhere. Um, it's a struggle, but keep your head up. <laughs> I know we all have really good days and really bad days, but um, just try to stay strong and you know, you're not alone. Sometimes you feel really lonely in this disease, I think, but you're not alone and we're out there and um, you can always, you know, just write me an email or hit me up on, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And just let me know, like, I'm always down to just write and complain about diabetes. Like <laughs> we don't have to talk about dogs. We don't have to talk about business. Just hit me up and we can complain. Like I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. And so what is your um your business website and what is your Instagram? Because I know it, but um for those who want oh, yeah. to talk to you. Sure. My website is um, CoreyTheCanine.com and Corey and Canine are both with K's. 
Um, and my uh, Instagram is also Corey the Canine. It's Corey then underscore the and then underscore underscore canine and tiktok it's also Corey the canine so it's all the same and you'll find us pretty easily i think yeah no definitely okay well that's it well thank you so much for doing this interview and everything just taking your time out um it is it's so cool that i'm in the united states you're in germany but thank you so much for doing this so no, no, thank you so much this is so exciting so Thank you to Sam again for sharing with us going back to diabetes unawareness. So it's actually called now hypo or hyperglycemia unawareness according to beyond type one. This happens when someone doesn't have symptoms of low or high blood sugar until their blood sugar is dangerously low or high. This is why it's important for type 1 diabetics and diabetics to consider using a CGM like the Freestyle Libre or Dexcom or other CGMs on the market. And I know CGMs can be expensive and medical insurance companies don't cover CGMs, not all of them, which is why a lot of people don't have CGMs um, because of this, which is an issue. So if you're able to afford a CGM, it's a great investment because you're able to see your blood sugars in real time and make adjustments to your insulin, which helps your overall health. So definitely look into it if you have the means to do so. If not, it's okay. You know, finger pricking is still cool it's fine and even a diabetic alert dog can help with managing your blood sugars and I have managed to lower my a1c with the cgm so it's pretty cool to see the lines and to see how insulin food and exercise all that how that affects my blood sugar and so if you are planning to travel this summer like me, whether you are flying in the US to another state or another country, here are some tips when dealing with the TSA. So I know sounds kind of scary, but it's not. So it's good to have your diabetic supplies in clear bags and request a hand inspection, especially if you wear a CGM and insulin pump. Because most insulin pumps and CGMs, the sensor can't go through the x-ray machine because it will mess up the Bluetooth and its sense and how it communicates with your meter. So you want to be careful with that. Insulin and other supplies is okay to go through the x-ray machine. Um, so make sure you run by your doctor on you know, other supplies that can go through the x-ray machine if you have questions. Also, it's good to bring a medical ID bracelet, prescription label, a doctor's note, and you can even bring a TSA disability notification card according to the American Diabetes Association. Those are just uh, a few things that you could bring to identify that you have type 1 diabetes and to explain why you request a handbag inspection and pat down. 
Um, you can also notify the TSA two days before you travel to let them know when you will be coming. So as long as you bring a few of these things and you advocate for yourself, everything should go smoothly. Um, so yes, remember to over prepare, like Sam said, who has traveled to many countries and, and make sure you know where you are going make sure you have enough insulin enough supplies um and also make sure you are going to a country where they are able to give you insulin if you just so happen to run out so those are my tips always call your doctor if you have questions about traveling concerns um so definitely reach out to your doctor and just run it by them if you have any questions so no worries um kick back relax and enjoy the summer sun okay and go on your vacation so this has been Naomi with Dawning Diabetes. Thanks for tuning in today. Tune in to episodes every other Thursday. If you haven't already, check out more episodes. Also, you can join the community on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also connect with other members through these platforms too. And also um, leave a comment a review, download, subscribe to this podcast channel. I appreciate everyone's support and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. See ya.